1240 AM WSBC. Yes. Welcome back, folks, to another week of the Hoolies Hooli Radio Hour. This show is presented to you by Fox's Pizza out in Mokina in an Orland Park, Illinois. Go get yourself some Fox's Thin Crust Tavern-style Chicago pizza today. Yeah. Flood Brothers Disposal, you're going to have a garbage issue after you eat that pizza. Got to find the can. Mm-hmm. Take the box, walk right out in the alley, and look for a Flood Brothers dumpster. Yep. Because the garbage will be picked up immediately the next day. Well, Flood we can't guarantee the next day. They're well, scheduled. But it'll be done with efficiency. Promptly. Flood Brothers disposal. Madden funds. Mm-hmm. If anybody wins the lotto or comes into a big inheritance or sells their company, becomes a prominent, wealthy person in their yep. community... The Maddens will help that money grow for yeah. you and put it to work and put it in safe places. Call Mike or Dan Madden today. Yes. And Guinness Irish Stout. Guinness is good for you. My name is Patty Houlihan. I'll be your host all hour. And joining me as always to my left is twin What's brother Billy. What's happening? It's good to be here. And we're still missing Clay. Clay, is, we're still in... We're, we're He's not, a working man. Yes, we miss Clay. Clay is t- Clay's taken on a different gig lately. Yeah. He's getting his hands dirty. Yeah. Um, but uh, he says he will be back in January. Talk yeah. to him today. Good. It's like, don't get too comfortable. I saw you boys, you know, I know that you guys have been shooting the show now. And we're actually, we did one, we, we shot the episode last week where we, we started bringing cameras into the studio. Yeah. Um, and uh, that was a lot of fun. Uh, and so I want to thank Mike Sarkowski, our producer for that, and Billy Wooten, uh, our other producer, who was doing that for us. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, we're, we're cameraless again tonight. Scheduling nice. conflicts. Yep. You know, so Clay's not here, Wooten's not here, but you're here, Bill. Yes, I am. I'm excited to be here. And it was a fun little test to kind of put out uh, those reels on Facebook for any of our listeners who uh, saw them. Yes. Why do you Why do you give me that response? Because are you feeling like you're going to become an influencer now if people like it? No, what? but it was a good, I think, you know, we've been doing this show for 10 years. I thought it was an, you know, and we're kind of behind the curve as right. far as like all these stream of consciousness shows and podcasts that exist. Uh, we were before all of them. We were doing that shtick. Maybe, uh, yeah. But a lot of them are on. But they've been filmed, right? Yeah. And I couldn't. And I could never, as someone who hosts a show, right, for the longest time, I could never believe for the fact that people would want to just sit there and watch two guys talking, right? Mm-hmm. As a filmmaker, that's the filmmaker in me. I was like, no, who's gonna? Who, people are gonna like that. I used to spend hours and hours and months and months crafting scripts and coming up with visuals that I would hope people would be enthralled by. Mm-hmm. And now people just want to watch a couple of dudes yak and talk to each other. And so it was fun to have the experiment, right? Yes. And we get pretty silly on the program, yeah. as our listeners already know. Yeah. But uh, 1,000 views in like two hours on one reel, you know, and then the following reel was a little- Two hours was more like- yeah, it would happen fast. Okay, Within, and then it, weird how the algorithm does it. Maybe it was because our first time out of the gate that, that they just pushed it out immediately and we got all these views. Um, because, yeah, then it starts to die down. Isn't, you got to keep you, you got to keep posting. You got to come up with new a new reel every now and then. Yeah. So there probably won't be any new reels this week because Billy's not here. Right. But it was fun to watch the experiment. I was a little bit apprehensive to put the next one out. You know, you're always like, now I'm thinking about like, what segment from last week do we single out to try to draw people back into the show? Mm-hmm. And uh, I picked out Willy Wonka glory hole. Yeah, yeah. Figured, well, you know, <laughs> that's that's going to draw the viewers in. And, and I sure. have to think to myself, 
I've done this show for so long, right? Mm -hmm. That a lot of my kids' uh, parents probably don't know that I even do this, but I am friends with some of those people on Facebook. Sure. And I'm going to start putting these reels out of me being completely off the wall, goofy, and saying goofy stuff. Now they're, are, how are they going to judge me? Do I care? At this point, no, not anymore. No. You know? But I couldn't post it on LinkedIn. I don't think the, <laughs> I don't I don't think any glory hole content on LinkedIn is no, gonna be taken I, off anytime no. soon. Yeah. However, I knew yeah. that when I posted the clip, because we were talking about, you know, there's a new Willy Wonka movie out. Right. I suggested maybe there'd be a you know, a Wonka about a prepubescent Wonka who visits adult bookstores and, and glory sure, holes. Sure. I don't want to rehash the bit, but yeah. I did. Um but uh, I put it out there and uh, that was what worried me. Mike has a note. Mike Sarkowski, what is it? He asked if some of my colleagues at work knew about this show. Oh, yeah. Good, I, good question. Uh, yes, they do. Yeah. Not all of them, um, but my close coworkers absolutely know about it and have listened. Oh, yeah, they like it. Yeah. I mean, I think it gives off, I mean, they see me. We got to get into the show. We can't just have a show where we talk about our show right No, now. right. But they see me in the heat of battle in my professional life with them, so they know my personality. So they're like, oh, I could see that you would do something like that. So, yeah. And they tune in. Some of them tune in. Yeah. And they want they like to hear about your candy math and your liquor all stories they, and all that they stuff. They get to learn what a total psycho I really am. And, yeah. An anxiety ridden yeah. nuance nut. Just all the neurotic things that I happen to me, you know. Speaking of which, so yeah, I put that stuff out on the on the net, you know? So yeah. that, so now it's out there. And I think we're gonna start you're public, dude. Public, yeah. We've been public. We've been on the radio. We've been public. Now you're real public. Though. We but we we've been dumb pub we've been dumb public. Yeah. That's all I'm gonna say it now. Try to sound hip for the TikTokers. Get them a sound bite. We've been in public, dog. Hoolies, hoolie, yeah. You know? Yeah, right. People just, you know, I'm millennials loving it. Yeah, well, yeah. now I just got to act like such a dad idiot. You know, I feel like uh, I feel like Chevy Chase moments coming on. You know, like I feel like Clark Griswold. My daughter gets a big kick out of me. She thinks I'm nuts. And her, fr her girlfriends think I'm insane, too. Okay. Um... Because I don't, I will tell them what I'm thinking, even if it's insane, right? right and yeah. they're amused by that. Um, and I'm not, you know, I'm always respectful. I'm not going to be out of line, you know? Yeah. But now I know that, like, you know, uh, but I hear them talking all the time and all their lingo, you know? Mm -hmm. You're such an op. You know what an op is? <laughs> no. Dad, you're such an op. I go, what the hell is an app? An OPP, an app? You know, meaning that person? an op is like a dork who's in like opposition of things. He's like opposed to like whatever the groups like, dude, don't be such an op. So somebody who's independent and has integrity could be considered an op. That's an op. That's, that's like a, the, in, in teenage society. Now that's an op. You it's know, terrible. You know what uh, word still transcends, though? What's that? Boner. Oh, does it? Yeah. Uh, a yeah. boner <laughs> is still a boner. <laughs> Call somebody a boner. They yeah. go, oh, yeah, we get it. Yeah. But an op. No one's you know. calling each other dork. No, I mean nerd, nerd or dark. Like no, like the the new geek, geek. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I ask. You know, now I sound like uh, the mom from Can't Buy Me Love. You know, I'm sorry, Cindy. I don't know what a nerd is. I don't know what a geek is. Is Ronnie a geek? No. Yes, the wonderful uh, a great Patrick poem. Dempsey as Ronald McDonald Miller in uh, Can't Buy Me Love. Yes, the great Irish-American <laughs> actor Patrick Dempsey of Can't yes. Buy Me Love Yes, and, and Lover Boy. A phenomenal 80s film. Yeah. He's not an op. No. He He's, was Dr. McDreamy, wasn't he? Yeah, he was, wasn't he? Yeah. Check these out. Speaking of I McDreamy. Was, okay. 
I brought these. I, I went to I went to the optometrist today. Yeah, you told me that you had um, an eye appointment. Yes, I did. You said that your eyes have been bothering. Well, I've been for like the last, and you know, yeah, my eyes have been kind of op, giving me they're op they're they're oping me. Yeah. Um. In September, I had a sty, right in my left eye, and it went away. I went to the immediate care. I had it looked at. They gave me some ointment. It went away. First time in my life that I ever had a sty. For the first time in my life. You know, I sang a song about it. Well, wait a minute. I thought you had a... Is there, are you talking about the one that happened this summer? This would be... You had two... Yeah, st- oh, I the, had two. You had two. I had first one in September around the time of our film festival. Mm-hmm. And then a month late, I thought it was stress-related because there was a lot of stuff going on. And then um, and then I got another one a month, like, a month after that in the other eye. Got to wash your eyes, And man. then ever since then, all right, uh, my eyes have been bugging out on me. They hurt. It feels like I got like sand in them. I yeah. wake up every morning and they're like teary and they, a little bit of burning. And right. I'm like, something's off. And then I noticed that I couldn't read in front of me anymore. Like my, they were like, I had to hold my phone further away from me to read my phone. But when it was up close, everything was getting blurred out. Mm-hmm. So I, I scheduled a doctor's appointment. Um, and I got, uh, and, and so they gave me for the first time, I like, I got glasses now. I don't have, they're not let me, prescription. Let me though. see them for, for a second. But they, you know, you mentioned McDreamy, and I, I spent the afternoon looking for a pair these, that I. Oh. These are okay. Went, these are not, not bad. Not bad at all. Right? What do you think? Your case form is very old, man. Well, the, oh, yeah, I know. They're real. But because I bought them at the drugstore, and I'll yeah, get to Yeah, I see that. the brand. And I know where you bought, you bought them. CVS, perhaps? No, they weren't at CVS. Walgreens? Hashtag CVS. <laughs> Walgreens? Say it like Hawk Harrelson. Wal- Walmart? No. Nope. Oh, yeah. Well, I got them at Walgreens. We don't need to get to that. You know what we got to get to? What's that? A commercial break oh, okay. presented by Fox's Beverly Pizza. Yeah. You can wear your eyeglasses there and look at the pepperoni up close. <laughs> and you won't be an op. More nope. Hooli's Hooli after these. Chicago Southsiders have always known where to get the best pizza on earth. Fox's Pizza. For over a half century, the Fox family has been creating that delicious thin crust za that your mouth will tell you this can only be Fox's. It's a Chicago Beverly neighborhood institution at 99th and Western, as well as in South Suburban Orland Park, where they combine delicious food with an Irish pub ambiance. Fox's is owned by Tom and Frank Fox, whose parents, Frank and Therese, bought the Western Avenue location from Al Capone's sister back in 1964. The Fox family opened the doors to their Orland Park location in 1973 at 143rd and Ravinia Avenue. Chicagoans will recognize the stone turrets of their Irish castle, where great times have been celebrated for generations. Fox's is perfect for the whole family. Pick up or delivery. Or you can dine in, relax, and have a cocktail with your dinner. Whether it's steak, ribs, chicken, or especially pizza, it's all good. Having a party? Fox's also does catering. Call Foxes in Chicago's Beverly neighborhood at 773-239-3212 or in South Suburban Orland Park at 708-349-2111. Mention this show for a free toothpick. Flood Brothers Disposal was started over 90 years ago by their grandfather. With more than 20 family members still involved with the day-to-day operations, the floods are service-oriented and believe that the right way is the only way to do something. Flood Brothers is price competitive and still offers the personal touch in an industry-trending corporate. For client-centric service without all the corporate garbage, call Flood Brothers today for a quote on your solid waste recycling and yard waste collection services. Call Bob Flood today at 630 261 
651-461-0400 or go online at floodbrothersdisposal.com. Hang in there. We're almost ready for some more of the Hoolies Hoolies. Stay tuned. With a history going all the way back to 1896, the International Union of Operating Engineers has continued to protect workers and their families with loyalty and brotherhood. Local 150 has continued to thrive through economic booms and busts with careful training and aggressive organizing. Under the leadership of President and Business Manager Jim Sweeney, Local 150 has implemented programs and action plans to create work, protect benefits, and keep members working. And they've been helping the Irish-American community of Chicagoland for just as long. The Hibernian Radio Show is proud to be associated with Jim Sweeney and Local 150. And we salute the continuing efforts of the International Union of Operating Engineers and their support of Irish and Irish-American families now and in the future. Thanks to Local 150. Hey, listeners, I know we don't talk about finance much on this show, outside maybe the amazing Bitcoin the musical, which we currently have in development. But I do want to take a moment and tell you about two brothers who make this show possible and why you should consider having an honest conversation with them about the future of your finances. Mike and Dan Madden are the brains behind Madden Funds. They've been lifelong friends to Bill Clay and me, and we entrust the Maddens with our money and the precious donations of our listeners so we don't let outrageous ideas get the best of us. And you should, too. Do yourself a favor and reach out to Dan or Mike Madden today to book a consultation on the future of your finances. If you have questions about your financial future or current situation, give them a call. The number is 708-848-3200. Again, that number is 708-848-3200. Or you can visit their website, Madden Funds, at www.maddenfunds.com. Again, www.maddenfunds.com. Yes, I can. Welcome back, folks. Hoolies, Hooli. Second quarter. Teased you before the commercial break. I went and finally saw the eye doctor. And uh, I'm not sure it's working yet. It's only been a few hours. But I went, and I had the examination, and I told him what was going on. Give him a shout-out, Dr. Brian Igo in Riverside. Wonderful guy. There him, yep, ring the bell. There we go. Um, and he got me in there uh, quickly. Well, not quickly. I had to, you know, It was pretty quick, you know? Two yeah. weeks because I put it off. It's the Irish in me, you know, like something's wrong. I'm going to ignore it and see if I can walk it off. Well, that was, me. you know, let bite. me see if I can just walk this off, smoke it out or, you know, drink. <laughs> I don't drink anymore. Maybe I'll just outthink it. You know, I'll just, I can outthink this disease. Um, so all of a sudden I was like, uh, it's progressively got worse. All of a sudden I couldn't read my phone anymore. I'm like, all right, something's up. I got to go. Yeah. So it was nice enough to get me in there. Um, he says, I just have Irish eyes, is what he said, you know, mm. which is the name of a bar. Shout out to them on Lincoln I, Avenue, the old Irish that's eyes. That's been closed forever, I think. Is it? I don't know. Maybe they're still open. Great. We're sorry if they're not. Yeah, great little underage hangout when we were younger. Irish eyes. Oh, yeah. Uh, on Lincoln Avenue, if yeah. I remember correctly. Oh, yeah, they had great pint specials, I think. Anyway, he said, the doctor said, I have Irish eyes. They're like, you know, he's like, you got fair skin. You got oiled, you know, you get oily face a little bit. Oil, you know, hey, listeners, in case you're wondering, I got kind of an oily face. 
So when we get back on YouTube, maybe I have Billy Wooten do a close-up of my oil my oil glands. Oh, he puts some makeup on, though. Those are the kinds of TikToks that get hits, you know? Pimple popping, oil glands. We're going to put it all in the whole story. <laughs> the whole thing. The whole shebang. I'm going to get that camera right up close on my Norwood scale. Sure. And, and be like, look at this. And then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to derma roll right in front of everybody. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to start chewing Propecias like they're, you know. Tic Tacs. Tic Tacs. You know, ah, ah, see what happens, you know? Right. Oh, dude, that's a great I watched a thing today mm -hmm. on a reel, to tell you the truth of it. One, uh, of the, one of the Facebook reels? Yeah, it was a Chinese guy. Yeah. And he had, like, he he was wearing a robe, and he comes, How like, do you know he was Chinese? Just Asian or Chinese? I think, pretty sure he was Chinese. Okay. Well, I, I, I don't want to get in trouble racially, so I'm pretty sure he was Chinese. I'm sticking yeah, with Chinese. I'm sticking with Chinese. Okay, go ahead. And... He, uh, like, in the, in the clip, he's got, like, he has the top of his head is, like, bald. Right. Right? Oh, that's like, a, he's a monk. Is he a monk? Is that, maybe that was it. I don't know, but, like, I was trying to figure it out. And then, no, he wasn't dressed like, he had long hair on the sides that went to his shoulders, though. Yeah. So he had no hair on the top of his head. And um, they must be loving this that we're actually talking about it. But uh, that's all, a... of, I, all of a sudden, he goes, he sits in this chair, and this woman starts washing his hair and, like, massaging his scalp. Uh-huh. And I'm like, what's going on here? And then you can see that he wasn't really bald. He, like, shaved it there. Uh-huh. And as, like, it's just, like, them massaging and putting soap, like, all over his hair and head. And then I start looking. I'm like, oh, is his hair growing back? Like, that's, like, oh. you're supposed to tease. Like, is that really happening? And it doesn't happen. Eventually what happens is she's just, she like conditions and then straightens the hair. On the side? Yeah, and then like, you know, like runs her fingers through it. And, it looks, and then he's like sashaying and that was it. That was the whole reel. And I was like, I can't believe I just watched this. Hey, Bill. What? I went to the eye doctor today. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so while I was sitting in the chair... Uh, mm -hmm. You know, and I hate to interrupt your Chinese. That was it. No, it just was idiotic to me, and I was like Terry Bradshaw hair story. <laughs> yeah, that's what it was like. Yeah, you got Terry Bradshaw hair, but like long Terry. Right. Bradshaw. Yeah. Well, he's got longer hair. No, like this was down to this guy's like oh his shoulders. Longer than that. Yeah. What do you want? I want shoulder length hair. <laughs> shoulder length. Yeah. Damn it. All right, so your dye doctor, he didn't have shoulder length hair, did he? No, but it would have been cool if he did. <laughs> that would have really tweaked me, though. If he came in, he'd be just like killer long, you know, Mel Gibson lethal weapon hair or something, you know? What about like hair like Sebastian Bach? Like long, From like skid row. Yeah, like real long. Oh, like straight and yeah. skid and like and greasy? Yeah. You know? Like you got astigmatism. Hey, man, you got astigmatism. Astigmatism. Dude. All right. So he didn't. Now, Brian Igo does not look like Sebastian Bach. Yeah. Uh, he looks more like uh, uh, like a TV dad or something. Yeah, he's more yeah like a TV dad. Oh. You know, just an average person. Yeah, that's what my doctor looks like—a TV dad. <laughs> he sat me in the chair. I was—I yeah. told him. I gave him—I gave him the whole rundown. He's like, "You got Irish eyes," you know. Yeah. I'm uh, like, "What does that mean?" Yeah, it's like they're fair. They're fair skinned. They're susceptible to getting a little bit more oily. He's like, here's what you got to do. He's like, I can give you a steroid, and that might help. He's like, but I want you to do this first. Warm compresses every night for like two months. He's like, I listen, I do them every day, and I've been doing them every day for uh, you know the last 30 years. He's like, it's five minutes, take a hot washcloth, get it real hot, just lay it on your eyes. You're done. You know? Okay. 
It's like do it every day. Very good for your eyes. Keeps the blood flow going to your eye region, and the blood flow needs to get in there to kill whatever infection might you might have going on. Okay. Right? He's like, that's the holistic route to do it. Didn't know this. All right. Then he checked my vision, yeah. and he's like, hey, you're just getting old, sir. And I was like, oh, he's like, there's not. He's like, you got good eyes. You're just getting. Everybody gets old. You're over forty now. You got to get your eyes checked. Um, he's like, you're gonna need glasses, and you're gonna need them in about two years. But I want you to try out the cheaters first, and just read with the use the go get a pair of cheaters. Gave me the you know low number. He's like, you're at like a one two five maybe. I was like, okay. Um, and he's like, and you can't wear them all. The, it's not like you just wear them all the time. You just wear them to read. That's it. Mm -hmm. That's it. You know, because it's weird. I put, I went and got a pair, and I was like, oh, I gotta get a stylish pair now. You know, oh, we gotta be cool with your cheaters. Well, there's something about balding men in glasses that complement each other. I think. Oh, okay, maybe. I don't yeah. know. I think if you get a cool pair of glasses, it, it kind of takes away from your baldness. Okay, you think so I don't know. I'd have to find. I gotta ask somebody from the Bravo Network that question. <laughs> yeah, you know? Tim Gunn. You know, sure. I think you should get those glasses, Pat. They're he beautiful. probably has his own set of glasses. Out I have there. lots of glasses. Yeah. <laughs> Tim Gunn, hashtag out to Tim Gunn. Uh, what kind of glasses should I buy? Tim Gunn's been kind of re re revelant lately, though, hasn't he? Like, I don't know. Old, like, I don't see him around anymore. Well, what was the show that Bravo did that was, uh, was it Queer Eye for the Straight Guy that he was on? Was that Tim Gunn? No, it was America's Next Top Model. I think it was both. Who cares? Yeah. Anyway, I went and got some cheaters. Yeah. One got me a pair of Foster Grant. I <laughs> see that. Yeah. That's why I saw the brand. And I was like, yeah. Foster Grant. And I'm going to put it I had a pair of uh, like black, just black uh, Foster Grants like 10 years ago. These are, they were not as uh, as cheap as I Probably remember. Like 30 the, bucks, right? Yeah. 30 bucks. Exactly. Mike has a note, which I can't read. Project Runway was Project Runway. Gone. Oh, thank you, Mike. Yeah. Um, yeah. But what do you think of these bad boys? These are kind of Clark Kenty. They're not bad. Yeah. They're nice. Okay. Well, I, I thought I liked them in the store. And uh, before that, because I went to Lens Crafters first. Hashtag Lens Crafters. Oh, you really? <laughs> wow, you really did have a, quite the afternoon. <laughs> oh, you got it. This is old people afternoon. I went to Lens Crafters. Then I went to Walgreens. My daughter said I'm an op. I got really hungry. I wish that Fox's Pizza was closer. And the guys from Flood Brothers were in the in the driveway when I got home, so I parked on the street. Anyway, that's been my day. Yep. Uh, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, uh, can I see him? For yeah, a here you personally? go. Try him out. Yeah. yeah, let's see what we got going on here. Oh, these are kind of these are nice. Looks like what do they call this? Like a chestnut? Uh, oh, the, the look. Or whatever. The, I don't know. Yeah, I guess so. Anyway, I got new glasses, and I don't know. Like they're only good for reading up close. I can't. Like I, Mike, our producer's looking at me. I just put them on. He put a note up for me. I had them on. I couldn't even read the note. It's got to be within like five feet. See if Mike puts the note up to me if I can get it real good. No. Yeah, I got it, but no, I, nothing like testing I your got it vision better with my own eyes. Nothing, okay. nothing like testing your vision on the radio yeah. for the audience. They yeah. love that. Yeah, you know. Sorry, I'm gonna tell you guys what I can and can't see inside the studio. Yeah. Yeah. Buckle up. Have anyway. you ever have you had any visions lately? Visions of uh, Johanna, maybe uh, all kinds of visions. It's Christmas time. People, that's what people start dreaming around Christmas. Right. You know, I had a vision. I would like to have a vision, like a vision quest, like a just a full-on vision. You don't hear Never. about that much anymore. Remember when we were kids, especially in the Catholic faith, you would hear about people who perhaps had a vision. 
Yes. The Vision of the Virgin Mother, something like that. There's not a lot of that anymore. I mean, I'm sure it, it's all internet driven, I presume now, right? Because uh, those used to be legitimate hot rumors inside the, the Catholic community. Sure. You know, you'd be like, what? Let me hear about it. Yeah. And they became folklore, you know? And uh, um, I, you just, you asked me if I've had any visions. I can't imagine what it would be like if I did. Have you ever thought that you were eligible for a vision? Like, yeah. what makes somebody eligible to have, like, if, if, now we're getting real philosophical now. Yeah. But in the event that you do have a vision, right? Sure. You Now you're obligated to have to tell people about it, maybe, right? Like, hey, and is part of having yeah. the vision the struggle of of going through the turmoil of having people probably not believe you? Do you know what I mean? Like, if they are true. Is it like penance, kind of? Like, you must relay this message? I don't know. I've always thought about it. Like, so you're like, who's worthy of a vision and why do they get them, right? First mm-hmm. of all, like, you know, like... Usually, I thought it was, you know, people that became future saints, people that were, you know, obviously already ordained within the ministry, you know? Well, that's what it's... No, because there was a guy who was blind, and maybe this is why I'm talking about it, when we were kids, named Joe. Well, I remember yeah. because mom told us about it and he was at Queen of Heaven Cemetery and he was claiming that the Virgin Mother was appearing to him while he said the rosary at this cross every day. Yeah. And I remember going and seeing him, right? right. And he was blind. Right. But he had been cured of his blindness during this, during what he was saying he was having these visions. And he still looked blind, but he could describe everybody in the room and talk to you. It was wild. You, could, you knew what you had on, you know? Yeah. Um, so I did go as a kid and watch that. Mom dragged us out there to say the rosary, right, and, right. and, and witness this. Um, and I believed it. Yeah. Still do, yeah. you know. Um, but you ask, you know, have I had any visions lately? Yeah. No. But I was wondering about the fact that, like, when when you do get a vision for whatever reason, who knows why Joe got the vision? Maybe he was. Maybe he, did he get the vision? Did he beca- get the vision because he was blind? Right, and that was how that was the channel that maybe God was trying to show people how powerful He was by giving a blind, clearly a blind man his sight back. Right, you know. Yeah, and maybe is that like? But you, you're talking about like Joe Schmoes getting visions. Like, why? Do, I'm sure there's guys out there, or there's guys, or if you are I a Joe Schmo, was talking about dreaming around Christmas time. I didn't really, <laughs> you know. <laughs> what do you def- what do you define as a vision? You know, did you just eat a bunch of mushrooms? I'm sure you had a vision, dude. You know. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I guess illusions of grandeur, you know. That's a vision, I guess, yeah. maybe. That's a little different, though. <laughs> a little different definition. Fantasy. Uh-huh. Uh, we're getting way off topic now, Bill. Okay. No, I haven't had, have I had any fantasies lately? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> they never go away, them fantasies. That's funny that you say that. Like, can, can you imagine going up to someone that you're friends with and, like, yeah, what are you fantasizing about lately? You having any fantasies? Well, and people Hollywood. do say that to each I other. I know, I know. But people just aren't. Yeah, what's your fantasy? Great, great. Uh, it's kind of like job. Uh, great, it, like it's almost kind of like some people. You know, it's like, ooh, that's invasive. Why do you want to know what I'm fantasizing about? You know, because it could be considered dirty. I guess. Well, no, yeah, yeah. Because everybody's mind goes right to the gutter. You know, what do you fantasize about? What do you mean? <laughs> you mean what do I? Like money? What do I lust after? Fame? Right? <laughs> I've fantasized about money. I've fantasized about fame. Sure. Fantasized about hair. Fantasized <laughs> about, you know, hot babes. <laughs> Athletics. <laughs> Athletics. Fantasized about brand new truck. <laughs> <laughs> fantasized about foster grant glasses. 
All kinds of crazy stuff. Skittles. Skittles. Uh-huh. You know what's making a big comeback? Speaking of candy, Nerds. The Nerds franchise. Is po- I just oh, read an really? article on it today. Popping I off. I haven't had any Nerds. The Millennials I, love the Nerds. I saw some Nerds in a dollar store. Or not, not Millennials, Gen Zers. You saw some Nerds in the dollar store? Yeah, I didn't get them, though. I'm not, I was never a huge Nerd guy. Yeah. Well, we're at the point where we have to leave our radio podcast. Really? Yeah, we already got there. Holy we gotta God. Leave, we got to leave the radio land. And go into podcast land. So if you've enjoyed the last 20 minutes, you can follow us at hibernianradio.org or go to iTunes and search for Hooli's Hooli Show. We're going to play Christmas Every Day by Cliff Johnson. And we'll be back after this. There's something swell about the spirit of Christmas to see what it does to people, all kinds of people. Now, why can't that spirit, that same warm Christmas spirit lasts the whole year round. There's a time for peace and joy With the love our hearts employ As we share in Christmas Here and far away Thoughts are with each other Each and every day Caring is for Christmas Not just Christmas Day Why not try to Christmas every day We'll be taking our time Sharing rhythm with rhyme Spreading love and good cheer Because Christmas time is here peace and joy With the love our hearts employ a time for peace and love as we've learned from those above we can wish for a time peace for all of mankind bring home Christmas to stay make it Christmas saying to yourselves, he's asking for a miracle to happen. He's expecting people to change all of a sudden. Well, you're wrong. It's no miracle. It's no miracle because I see it happen once every year. And so do you. We can wish for a time. He's for all of mankind. Bring home Christmas to stay. Every day. And we're back, Hoolies Hooli. Welcome back, everybody. That's Christmas every day. Mike informed me before the break. Oh, we're in podcast land, by the way, right now. Yeah. So everybody who follows us, thank you. Mike informed me before the break. Uh, seventh year in a row we've played Christmas every day by now the late Cliff, uh, Cliff Johnson. Um, 
what a jam that is. I love it. Love yep. it. Uh, and Cliff, obviously, for the listeners who don't know, was my former father-in-law and is the grandfather of my kids. Um, yeah. And uh, they're very proud of that. And yeah. they should be. Yeah. Um, and uh, both my kids have lovely singing voices. Not something they inherited from my uh, end at all. Uh, yeah. But I do want to give them a shout out uh, for that. I often hear my son Mike singing to himself all the time. Really? Yeah. Mike's been... Mike told me the other day, he goes, I want to be a dancer. I said, you want to be a what? <laughs> Because, yeah, I want to be a dancer. He's dead serious about it. I go, what? It, Mike is such a nut, such a character. Right? Yeah. I mean, he's into wrestling, Fortnite, dancing, baseball. And I was like, Irish dancing? He's like, I can do that. Watch this. You know? Uh, and he actually can pull it off. Like, he's not bad. But now he's watching videos uh-huh. on YouTube yeah. of, uh, like, he can do the entire Napoleon Dynamite dance. Um, yeah, Mike has a note. Has he seen Thriller? Oh, yeah, he already knows all about that, you know, but he thinks Michael Jackson's a weirdo, so he's kind of staying away from that, you know, um, but he's become, he's become lord of the dance in the household. Oh, wow. Um, and he does some of these, like, he, all kinds of, you know, he's doing the worm, he's doing, like, he, like, wants to get really good at it, which Uh I hope he does. I mean, like, you know, like, you know who Fred Astaire was? You know, I'm, I'm trying to, you know, uh, do you know all the, you know? Bob Fosse, all those guys, you know, yeah. um, because when some, when your kid tells you, I want to be a dancer, you, you know, a lot of blue collar dads be like, say what? A dancer? <laughs> God damn, we got to get this kid, get a hammer in this boy's hand immediately. Get a tool belt for him. The hell? You know? Yeah. And there was a little bit of that in me for a second. Like, what you do know? you mean dancer? I was like, a dancer? What kind of dancer? And he was like, check this out. And then he started showing me all the videos and his dance and his moves. I love that he doesn't care. Like, he wants to show the moves off. A lot of the people, I think that when they're trying to learn, like, we were, we, I used to Bill, like to you dance. Were, you were a dancer, dude. <laughs> you used to like to dance. Yeah. Like, I still do when I, if I get a t- intoxicated enough. Yeah, I think most people need to have booze in them to, like, really want to cut a rug, as they say. <laughs> uh, but... Yeah, like at the, I remember, like you know, I remember like when we were in eighth grade going to dances. Like none of the guys were like they're all shy about the girls. Like they're all just putting their hands on each other's shoulders and slow dancing. And you're like, and then you see movies like Footloose, and you're like, that never happens, you know? Right. Mikey, maybe you know, maybe he's gonna be like the the bacon character. Wow, (laughs) dude, who knows? (laughs) Who knows? Um, but I encourage all of them. Like, you want to be a dancer? I'm like, be a good one. But he was like, he was more interested. I was like, why do you want to be a good dancer? And he was like, oh, because when I make it to the NFL, I want to have to have, I want sick end zone dances. He said that to me. Oh. And I was like, wow. So if you're talking about people having fantasies, uh, these are the fantasies of my uh, nine-year-old son. You know? Wow. I want to be a dancer. Why? Oh, because when I make it to the NFL, I want to be able to showboat like crazy and come up with my own dances. A lot of it has to do with Fortnite. They have victory dances in these characters in Fortnite. Mm-hmm. Hashtag Fortnite. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, listen, we start putting these reels out, you hashtag Fortnite, boom, all the Fortniters are on our, on our, on the, sure. they're all listening to Hooli's Hooli. I want to learn how to fly too. Do, we, do they fly in Fortnite? Is the, can't you fly oh yeah, in it? You, yeah. Fortnite, yeah, you can do all kinds, you jump 800 feet and stuff in Fortnite, <laughs> all kinds of crazy stuff. <laughs> But, like, that's where, like... Have you ever tried to play it? 
Yeah, it's it's, it's hard. It is hard. It's yeah. like half Minecraft, half like Contra. I don't know how to explain it. Uh-huh. I'm getting now I'm getting video game dorky. Yep. Um, and I sound like an idiot because I don't know much about them. <coughs> right. But also I sound like an idiot every week because I don't know much about anything. Mm-hmm. Um. So. Uh, yeah, that's that's where I think he's getting a lot of this dance. Like, so he wants to do like the fort, like the floss. You know, everybody was big on the floss oh, yeah. a few years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now he's doing these other like the cheetahs. A dance called the cheetah. Seen the cheetah? I think I've seen. It's the an NFL cheetah. victory dance that like got real oh, popular. Yeah, yeah. Looks like a guy's like pulling a steering wheel, kind of. Yeah, I've seen it. Yeah. And he does it. I think somebody on the. I think T Higgins or somebody like on the Bengals does it a lot. Does Tyreek Hill do it on? the Might be. Yeah, the, Tyreek Hill did do the cheetah, and I think he's been in trouble for it. I don't oh, know. Well, okay. Tyreek Hill's nickname is the cheetah, I believe. I think right? so. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's been you know. Uh, it's not like, hey, I want to be a dancer, and I'm like, I'm going to get him some tap shoes for Christmas. You know, he, I don't think he'd be pleased by that. Yeah. Okay. But uh, yeah, that's been that's that's been a lot of my week. You know, <laughs> Dad, I want to be a dancer. Okay. Oh, I got to give a shout out uh, over the weekend. Phil Mammos are one of our longtime listeners. Oh. Shout out to Philly boy. He's Hello, out, Phil. He's in Florida. He says he's been listening to the program. And, it's uh, wonderful to hear. I'm jealous of him right around this time of year. He wanted to know how all of our 5,000 <laughs> listeners are doing. <laughs> I think they're great. Yeah. Merry uh, Christmas to all you guys. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, because Doc's Beach House is officially reopened for any of our fans that like to go out to Fort Myers Beach and well, hang out. That's in Bonita Springs, It's in Bonita. It's right there. Yeah. Close. Yeah. But after that old hurricane that they had last year, a lot of, you know, Hard. They're back up, though. God bless them. Yeah, they're back up. So uh, happy for them. Happy to give them an announcement uh, and shout out to all of our peeps. I'll in, be visiting there this year. Really? When yeah, are you going? I'm, going there. I'm thinking maybe the spring. Yeah. Yeah. Gonna hang out and, and play some golf and. Yeah, probably. Oh man, I want to get out. Like Illinois is starting to depress me more and more. I don't know why. Um, it's because it's winter time now. It's what it is. It is like and like it's just negative news all the time and the conflicts that we're in. And it's like I want to crawl into a hole. My eyes are going bad. My son wants to be a dancer. What am I gonna do? Yeah. Is Lithgow was Lithgow the dad who didn't want him kid to be, or he was the evil guy in Footloose, wasn't he? Yeah. Lithgow. Yeah. Oh, I love me some Lithgow. There's nothing like a good Lithgow flick. Maybe I'm going to say that to Mike. You don't want to be a dancer. Let me show you some Lithgow movies. <laughs> okay. So you'll understand what I'm talking about. Okay. Before I do that, i got to put on my Foster Grants and look at the VCR and see what the time cool the is. The VCR? Remember the VCR? Yeah. Yeah, we're not going to talk about it, though. It's boring me. Uh, there was a tragedy in the Chicago comedy community this week. Kenny DeForest passed away. Mm -hmm. uh, it was all over the news. Um, in, at least in Deadline, put an article out. And uh, I didn't know Kenny, but um, I was a big fan of his comedy. Former basketball player, about six foot four, big tall drink of water, fair mm -hmm. hair, blonde hair. Yeah. Uh, Missouri born. And I remember his name being everywhere in the Chicago comedy community when I was kind of hacking it and, and going up on stage every now and then. Yeah. Um, and uh, couldn't have been a nicer guy. 37 years old, tragically hit on his bike in New York City last week. Oh, that's terrible. On his way to work, his day oh, job, right? Yeah. You just put a special out. It's on YouTube. I, I suggest everybody check it out. Kenny DeForest, very funny guy. And uh, my respects to his entire family and the Chicago comedy community. Pretty sad. Yeah. Um, but I think the best way to, you know, if you want to lift up that community, go watch Kenny DeForest stuff because he was great. Um, and there was a lot to be learned there. So Godspeed to Kenny thinking of you um nope i don't know other than that uh everything seems sl it's slow sludgy like uh yeah but you know, next it's the holiday week... season no one's answering their phones like 
not a lot of meetings being set up and i've been trying to hack that a little bit you know i'm like i want to get guys in here so i can get something going after the first of the year and nobody responds to anything you know Mm -hmm. actually people are i think more responsive to like linkedin than they are to like actual email work i'm like no no everyone's checked out we're not doing we're not having any discussions about anything we're counting our money and seeing not where in, we stand. Not in my business. We still got three more weeks, two more weeks. In the liquor world, in the yeah, liquor it's, trade it's, industry, because we got New Year's coming up, man. Yeah, there's a lot of there's stuff going on. You got to keep. Then for us, after New Year's, it's it's the it's, it's the lull time. It's the lull time. Yeah, for yeah. a little bit. Well, you know, I work for the Chicago Land Sports Hall, and we're going to announce our class probably in for the Chicago Land Sports Hall of Fame. Uh, and probably towards the end of January, early February, right? Mm-hmm. So these last three months have been kind of quiet. You know, I've been ha- I'm working on the website. We're going to update the website. I'm doing on the, a lot of work on that. Um, but also, you want to? We're trying to develop partnerships and find you know brands to partner with and sponsor. Sure, because there's it's an extraordinary opportunity. But um, it's been quite. You know, like you got to do it. That's the biz dev side of things outside of just being a producer. You know, it's like get meetings, get guys interested, like talk to them. You know. Yeah. And. Uh, it gets around this time of year. It's just it gets harder and harder. And nobody wants to answer. It was like, and so, my heart goes out to all the people that work in like sales or business development that are like because that's the most anxious ridden time for a lot of those. You're guys. trying to chase somebody down to hit a number, and they you can't get a hold you're of them. Tr- yeah, yeah, you're trying to get a quota, or you're trying to like book a meeting so that the year can start off fresh and get and you got something to something to expound off of, right? Yeah, and. And, you know, uh, and your superiors at work are expecting that, right? Like, you can't just show up and go, what happened in November and December? And you go, no, nobody answered their phone. They go, uh-uh, you didn't work hard enough, son. You know, and you're like, oh. Well. Son. Well, son, yeah, right. <laughs> I, I don't know if I'd like to work for someone that was calling me son. Yeah, that's kind of falling off. That nobody calls you. You ever had a guy call you? People used to call me son. We talked about this before on this program years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I don't Let like tell being you, called, son. I don't like being called son. I remember telling a guy in high school once, "I'm not your son." I'm not your son. Yeah, and he was like, "What?" Well, that was. So, I think it used to just be a part of culture where they, uh, where men spoke to teenage boys and called them like when they wanted to let them know, you know, who's in charge. You know, son, can I help you with something, son? How are you, son? You know, mm-hmm. son. Let me tell you, it always starts like it's a condescending <laughs> kind of thing, right, son. Sit down, son. It's yeah. like it's very evil basketball, high school basketball coach. You know, uh, even if you wanted to do that now, if you if I was writing a film, yes. evil basketball coach, first line, sit down, son. You know, <laughs> like all of a sudden the audience goes, ah, eh, eh, we know who this guy is. You know, sure, maybe John Lithgow or Voigt or one of those guys <laughs> can play him. Craig T. Nelson, Craig, yeah. Go now. We're just going after the guys who played evil coaches in yeah. teenage movies. Sure. Sure, Craig T. Nelson. That'd be a fun role. All the right though. moves. Yeah. It'd be fun to be the mean coach. In, uh, in, Great part uh, for any. Yeah, I and as I'm balding man now who's in his forties. Yeah, you qualify for that. Oh yeah, evil coach. I'm I'm in the evil coach casting bucket. I've entered the evil coach, but maybe like, does the evil coach have to look more handsome or more troll like? Doesn't be... matter. Remember the guy in Bad News Bears where he had the stash and he was like balding, but he was like the mean. Oh, coach? that's that's uh, Vic. Uh, Vic. Vic Morrow is was that his name? He was the he was uh, Jennifer Jason Lee's father. <coughs> he was great. He was decapitated on the set of uh, uh, the Twilight Zone. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. Uh, very famous uh, case there. Um, why are we talking about because that? Because he oh, played the evil coach to like you know to a T. He was great. 
Yeah, he was. But he wasn't. It, I, I get what you're saying. You were saying the look of him. But, you know, you could be handsome. You could be ugly. Let me tell you something, son. <laughs> this whole, this whole conversation's gone off the damn yeah. rails. What yeah. do you want for Christmas, son? Yeah, that's... Yeah. You yeah, done your like Christmas? If Santa Claus calls you if son. Santa Claus called me son, I'd be like, you're not real. I don't like you. You know, I don't know. When was the last time somebody called you son, though? Like, I think now it's only got to be a guy who's only in his, like, only a guy in his 70s or 80s can get away with calling me son. Hey, son. Oh, I'm your son? <laughs> Makes me feel young. <laughs> you know? But when you're in your 20s and somebody, or like a teenager and somebody calls you son and it's not your dad, no thank you. Yep. But there are dads out there who did call their, their kids son, you know? Right. Um, Sonny, Funny. you know? Let me hear tell you here, Sonny boy. You know? Yeah. Um, I've never called my kids son. <laughs> no, dad didn't call us I think son it's either. Just different. It's a society. I think society has changed. It's not. It, it's not as formal. You know, like maybe that's a problem. Maybe we got to start calling. Go back yeah. to calling him son. Right. Uh, teachers. Every kid who's kind of an op, start calling him son. But nobody called daughter. I was just da gonna say hey, that. daughter. Daughter. Down. Right. Daughter. Sit down, daughter. I want to talk to you about your boyfriend who keeps calling after dinner time too often. You know, you'd see, like, the only time you'd see someone... A lot of that going on in my house now, starting to get annoying to me. What? Now I got boys calling the house. Oh, and I can hear... And you oh. hear that prepubescent boy voice on the other end of the phone. And this is how <laughs> a lot of, like, 13-year-old boys sound like this now. It makes me oh. want to take a sledgehammer to their forehead. <laughs> Like, really? Yeah, like who? Like I, I just do kids from the suburbs, and I don't know, I don't know what you call that voice. It drives me crazy. Weakling. No, it's just, uh, it's it's kind of the Peter Brady phase that they're in, you know, where their voices are changing. Um, <laughs> but they're like trying to sound cool and flirt at the same time on the other end. Charlotte, like, I, they speakerphone and FaceTime all the time. Like, oh, yeah. remember when you'd be like talking to a girl on the phone and you'd be like yeah, hiding, hiding under your room. covers? Like, yeah. nobody listener. You know? <laughs> yeah, right. Hey, what's your favorite color? <laughs> yeah, right. You ever have any fantasies? <laughs> <laughs> Quiet, my dad's in the other room. Yeah. Quiet. He's going to call me son. <laughs> son, son, who are you on the phone with? Is that that slutty Tracy from down the street? No. No, <laughs> no dad, it's not. <laughs> It's clay. We're talking about baseball. All right, son. I forgive you. Yeah. Why are your underwear on the floor? <laughs> I had an accident. Close the door! I don't know what we're going to do with this sunny boy of ours. <laughs> I know he's having fantasies on that phone. Teach him Shut how to off. be a dancer. Thinking about being a dancer. <laughs> Gonna take a commercial break. More Hoolies Hooli when we return. When your family has suffered a loss, the Sheehy family will be there for you. Robert J. Sheehy and Sons Funeral Homes are third generation family owned and operated. The Sheehy family has dedicated many years of their lives serving families throughout Chicago and the Southwest suburbs. The Robert J. Sheehy and Sons Funeral Home was incorporated in 1913 as a storefront at 76th and Halsted Street in Chicago. At the time, this was one of the few standalone funeral homes of its kind and was to be the first of many to come bearing the Sheehy name. The founder, Roger Sheehy Sr., was soon joined in business by his three sons, Roger Jr., Jack, and Bob. The four provided a personal service that became a foundation for success. 
This trademark of service is evident 98 years later, as Bob and Jim Sheehy, third generation, own and operate two locations in Orland Park and Burbank. As a family-owned and operated funeral home, the Sheehys believe the one thing that separates them from the others is the personal service they can provide. The name on their sign outside the funeral home should mean something. For them, it's very important that everyone be treated as if they were family, friend, or neighbor, as they very well could be. The Sheehy's entire staff consists of individuals who care about each and every family they serve. Every detail is handled in a professional and personal manner. On a daily basis, the directors Bill Kylie, Mike Arico, and John Sullivan, and all of their other staff take great, great pride in their work, serving families as if they were their own. The Sheehy's pride themselves on offering the highest level of professionalism with every family they serve. Robert J. Sheehy and Sons Funeral Homes, here for you since 1913. Flood Brothers Disposal was started over 90 years ago by their grandfather. With more than 20 family members still involved with the day-to-day operations, the floods are service-oriented and believe that the right way is the only way to do something. Flood Brothers is price competitive and still offers the personal touch in an industry-trending corporate. For client-centric service without all the corporate garbage, call Flood Brothers today for a quote on your solid waste recycling and yard waste collection services. Call Bob Flood today at 630-261-0400 or go online at floodbrothersdisposal.com. Don't touch that dial. The Hoolies Hoolie returns in just a moment. Chicago Southsiders have always known where to get the best pizza on earth, Fox's Pizza. For over a half century, the Fox family has been creating that delicious thin crust za that your mouth will tell you, this can only be Fox's. It's a Chicago Beverly neighborhood institution at 99th and Western, as well as in South Suburban Orland Park, where they combine delicious food with an Irish pub ambiance. Fox's is owned by Tom and Frank Fox whose parents, Frank and Therese, bought the Western Avenue location from Al Capone's sister back in 1964. The Fox family opened the doors to their Orland Park location in 1973 at 143rd and Ravinia Avenue. Chicagoans will recognize the stone turrets of their Irish castle, where great times have been celebrated for generations. Fox's is perfect for the whole family, pickup or delivery, or you can dine in, relax, and have a cocktail with your dinner. Whether it's steak, ribs, chicken, or especially pizza, it's all good. Having a party? Fox's also does catering. Call Fox's in Chicago's Beverly neighborhood at 773-239-3212 or in South Suburban Orland Park at 708-349-2111. Mention this show for a free toothpick. Hey listeners, I know we don't talk about finance much on this show, outside maybe the amazing Bitcoin the musical, which we currently have in development. But I do want to take a moment and tell you about two brothers who make this show possible and why you should consider having an honest conversation with them about the future of your finances. Mike and Dan Madden are the brains behind Madden Funds. They've been lifelong friends to Bill Clay and me, and we entrust the Maddens with our money and the precious donations of our listeners so we don't let outrageous ideas get the best of us. And you should too. Do yourself a favor and reach out to Dan or Mike Madden today to book a consultation on the future of your finances. If you have questions about your financial future or current situation, give them a call. The number is 708-848-3200. Again, that number is 708-848-3200. Or you can visit their website, Madden Funds, at www.maddenfunds.com. Again, www.maddenfunds.com. She's a dancing 
Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Las Vegas, Nevada. Tonight's opening act is Mikey Houlihan. Oh, wow. Shake a leg and give a clap to the fastest feet in the world. <laughs> yeah. You're going to have to make him listen to this now. Oh, he loves it when I talk about him on the program. Yeah. So does my daughter, Charlotte. But, sure. like, but you know, she's probably not going to like the fact that I'm roasting on some of her friends. I'm not roasting on her friends. No. This is just, me. like, I have a teenager now, right? And I'm trying to, like, you think about, I don't... I don't feel like I was a teenager that long ago, but I was. Right? Oh, yeah. Um, that's just my adolescent brain. Never evolved past 17. <laughs> yeah. You know? Like, just stayed the same. Yeah. You know, I still have them f- fantasies <laughs> them boys have. <laughs> you know? Sure. Still get them fantasies. Okay. Um, <clears throat> but obviously, I don't sound like this. Not even know? smoking too many cigarettes. No, fair play, you know? But I can hear Charlotte. My daughter Charlotte in the room now talking to the boys, and I gotta put a curb on like how long you can do this at night. You know, yeah. the other night I picked her up from basketball practice. Yeah, she's on the phone for like the entire time she got home from basketball practice till like you know teeth brushing time. Like, all right, lights out now. It's getting close. It's eleven o'clock. Like, it's done. You know. Yeah. And I can hear her sneaking those conversations. I'm like, who are you talking to? Nobody. But then I hear like some dude being like. What TikTok are you watching? You know, and I'm like, who, who are you? Are you on a webcam? Like, what's going on? Who, who, what is Peter Brady in the room? Like, what's going? Like, what the hell is this? You know, yeah. she's like, it's my friend. It's time to know? open the door. It's my friend Stefan or somebody like you yeah. know Trevor. Uh, yeah, but uh, I guess I'm probably you know. Do I want to be the dad that those kids are afraid of? You know. Yes. Give me that phone. Listen, son. <laughs> This is what I look like. Now I see what you look like. See me? I see you (laughs) with your stupid hoodie on and your dumb haircut. What's this haircut where all these boys have, like, the flip bangs now? Oh, yeah, I've noticed that. looks ridiculous, man. Like I don't know, I don't know what. It's like it a is. helmet. It's like a leg. It's like Lego hair. Well, I don't. I'm, I'm jealous, you know, because I don't. My hair is falling out. I can't. I, but even when I had hair, I could never pull that look off. Uh, oh. But I don't get like it, that's like. That's what all the them hot boys on LinkedIn or on uh, Instagram or no on uh, TikTok have. All, oh, really? My uh, mushroom cloud. Yeah, that's what it's like. <laughs> Look at you with your stupid mushroom cloud haircut, son. Sit down. <laughs> Are your parents home? <laughs> Putting conditioner in that hair. Your daddy wasn't a dancer or anything like that, was he? <laughs> no. Mm-hmm. Did you ever get yelled at by a girl's father when you called the house? Uh, I, I had it happen to me. I was, I was, see, I was scared to call girls' houses, you know, like, and th- that was the coward in me, you know, I, I was like, I would, I would rather be like Romeo, like throwing the stone against her window, like, come outside, meet me at the park, you know, uh, I was never the guy like, uh, is Tracy there? <laughs> uh, remember the fear though? Like, like, oh man, is, I hope her older brother doesn't pick up the phone or her dad, you know, you're like. You no, you'd, you'd rather have the older brother. Like, hey, if I call you, like, answer the phone. Like, be on it. Right. You <laughs> yeah. know? I'm going to, like, you'd see the girls go, like, I'm going to call you at 915 exactly. Let it ring once. Hang up and then call me back. Or you'd, have, or you'd have uh, the sibling pick up the phone that while you were talking to the girl. It might have been her brother or sister, older sister. And they were like, get off the phone now. I want it. And they'd just continue interrupting it. And they'd be like, who are you on the phone with? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I used to get that too. Um, did you ever get yelled at by somebody? You did. I had get one dad at. yell at me. Yeah, once. Yeah, because C- you swore on the phone, swore right? Swore on the phone. He heard me swear. 
He's like, if I find out who this is, I see you with your dirty mouth. You know, and I was like, oh boy. What, what do you remember which curse word it was that you said? I think I said the F word. Oh, you did? I think so. What a classy boy you were. Yeah, yeah. It, it was not good. F you, Mr. So and so. No, I'm Billy Houlihan. I'll be up at the park later. You want to fight? <laughs> I did not say that. No. Um, I do remember laughing about it when it was over, but like. Uh, do you remember kids would be like, I'd fight her dad? I'm like, would you fight her dad? It's like, yeah, I could fight him. I think, it, like, <laughs> thinking about fighting people's dads. Oh, wow, it's a weird yeah. thing, isn't it? Uh, yeah, I didn't think about that, but you know, like Mark uh, Mark Wahlberg does it in Fear when he fights William Peterson. Yeah, dude. Yeah, you know, that's like, a good movie, actually. I only had Alyssa that. Milano plays like the slutty friend. Does she really? <laughs> I think so. Yeah, <laughs> Alicia Silverstone. Hello, blockbuster. <laughs> you don't have a movie called Fear in stock, do you? Is that a horror movie, son? No, it's um, uh, it's with William Peterson and Mark Wahlberg. Movie What's stars? wrong with your voice, kid? <laughs> movie stars don't even exist anymore. You can just go. There out are and... no movie stars. They're that, done, dude. That, that conversation is gone. I know. The whole TikTok world is like that's their movie stars. That kid, that kid would be working at the. Of course we have fear. Of course we have fear. We also have a plethora of adult entertainment behind <laughs> the beads in the corner. She'd like to walk through there. I forgot the beads in the corner. I know a lot of those dads in the neighborhood that have fantasies. Like, they come in here and, <laughs> and, and dress like the Unabomber and go shopping for a few minutes. <laughs> Son, you mentioned this to anyone how cute <laughs> That probably happened to a lot of teenagers, like weird situations like that. Yeah. It probably happened to a lot of guys that worked at, uh, we should find someone that worked at a video store and just interview them one episode. That's a hell of an idea, you know. This week, what are you having? We're going to have a video store employee, a former video store employee. You tell did us 20 about, years at Blockbuster. You did a, 10 right. at this place. He's yeah. going to tell us all about how things used to be. We just get Quentin Tarantino on, you know. I know everything about video. Yeah. I don't want that's not a good Tarantino impression, is it? No. Okay, Quentin, can we make a movie where a dad starts killing all the teenager boys in town that have uh, broken voices? Call the movie Broken Voices. It's a serial film about an old, like, mean dad who calls who owns a Who owns a video bookstore. Well, oh, a video bookstore? We just, <laughs> it's, we just, it's both. There's been a Sorry. boomerang thrown in the conversation. <laughs> we were talking just video stores, but when you throw books in, it gets a little different. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, it does. His daddy owns a video bookstore. What kind of videos or bookstores are up in that room? Nobody, because if you if you own just a bookstore, you call it Jeff's, or it's like you have a different name, you know. But right. if, if you called it like Jeff's Video Bookstore in the yellow pages, well, now people know exactly what kind of video bookstore that is. Well, you just can't call it Jeff's. You got to call it Video Bookstore. That's the way the them guys who wear the beauty bomber outfits are going to know to come here. Yeah. Anyway. We're getting close to the end of the program. Are we really? Yeah, it's done. Oh man, it's done. And I haven't even—I haven't even put on my cool Foster. You put grants. them on once. Put them on once, but I didn't even need them. I didn't even need to go to my notes tonight. Well, sometimes uh, it's like that. It is like that. Uh, 
we have the our, our party this weekend. It'll be it's, it's actually probably going on right now as we're speaking on the air. Yeah. So for anybody who went to our uh, campaigns and donated, you know, to keep this show kind of going in Hibernian, we love you. We do love you. We, we love thank you. you. We thank you. Yep. And we wish you a Merry Christmas. Yeah. But we're going to have another show before Christmas. Yes, we will. And then maybe we'll have more clips and, and reels for the audience to enjoy when when, we, when Mr. Billy Wooten returns. Yeah. To shoot it. Yeah. I uh, want to thank our sponsors. Mm -hmm. Who are they, Bill? That's um, Fox's Fox Beverly Brothers. Pizza. Flood Brothers Disposal. Guinness. Madden Funds and Guinness Irish Stout. Yep. If you've enjoyed the last hour, you can go to hibernianradio.org or search for us at iTunes and download the show there at Hooli's Hooli Show. What are we going out here with, Mike? Thin Lizzy? Ooh, I dig. Until next week. Bye. Long hot summer night